We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Portal Tuesday. Hot stove week right now. Really hot stove month in college football. I'm George Whitfield, joined by Trevor Knight. Christian Hackenberg, our producers Trevor Valise and Dagan Hughes. Fellas, what's up? Shoot, man. I can't call hey, it George. Man. I'm just happy to be here with you guys. Man, it 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 does have a little bit of that uh, that exhale all that season. It's like you're drinking through a fire hose at some point. Then it's like the spigots tapped other points. Now we're here. We know our table is set championship uh the championship playoffs is coming up but right now the transfer portal is heavy we're glad you're joining us here at the field of 12 we're gonna we're gonna be with you through the month of december we'll be on twice during the week obviously we got you on the saturdays bowl games coming uh the college football playoffs are coming but tonight we're talking transfer portal over 40 quarterbacks in Division One are in the transfer portal with all kinds of skilled players and linemen and defensive players in there as well. But this is where college football is going, and this is where, to be honest, a lot of next year's fortunes are going to be made. Not in play calling, not in you know performances, et cetera, but how teams are going to be constructed. Obviously, everybody saw what happened in USC this year, TCU this year. Boulder, Coach Prime basically told the entire team at Colorado, you guys are welcome <laughs> to get some parting gifts on the way out. I'm bringing everybody else in. Uh, and then we can get into that. You know, how would you feel if that was you or your son sitting in that room? Uh, but 
everybody wanted it to be more of a business. It's going to take some of that human side out of it a little bit. But, fellas, uh, we're going to start with the portal. Trevor, uh, or no, let, let's go with the toast of the week before we go into the portal. Ooh. Trevor Knight, we'll go with you first, sir. Are you ready? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to um, give, a, give a nice little toast to the guys that are in the portal deserve a shot somewhere to put anything in. And this is more of a, a tote over the shoulder that patented uh, maybe even last year. Really a toast. Guys just deserve a place to play the rest of their career, deserve another shot. Like my man from Oklahoma State who gets, writes his and basically says, Somewhere where I'm not thought of as a emergency middle linebacker. Linebacker. Toast to you guys, man. I hope you I go figure it out somewhere. But uh man, not not my opinion. I toast to that. Hack, your toast, sir. Gosh, George. <clears throat> you know, it's so hard. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to toast to uh, to our producer, Tricky Trev, and his attitude that he just had on, on bringing us in here on Transfer Portal Tuesday. He was super positive, very excited about tonight's show. Mm-hmm. Um, was not focused at all on college basketball and our, and our brother media network in the field of 68. And, um, you know, it's really given us our love and appreciation that we deserve for coming on here on a Tuesday night to talk about this shit show of a transfer reporter that we really haven't gotten to talk about. So, so I'm going to cheers to Tricky Trev and his just infectious attitude about tonight's show. I appreciate it. Trevor. And by the way, ladies, and by the way, ladies, he's single. That's Trevor spelled the classic way. Valise. Spelled the Italian Spanish way, V A L L E S E. Single, got a lot going, producing at such a young age. You can get yep. to them while supplies last. Ladies, for your consideration, holidays are coming. Get yourself a qualified young man. All right, my toast. Now that we got Trevor, a couple of dates here. My toast is to the college football playoff. Because either we're really quiet about what they do or we're banging on them. They get it right. Everybody kind of goes back to their corner. All right, let's see this thing develop. Had they done something funky, one part of the country would have jumped up and down. The rest has been like, what the hell are these guys doing? Michigan, Georgia, TCU, and Ohio State, we can rock with that. This is going to be a lot of fun. uh, Contrasting fights. Everybody's going to watch both games. Either way, the national championship is going to be a real uh, uh, our mini Super Bowl, so to speak. And God forbid it's the two Big Ten teams. It will match up there with the Super Bowl in terms of just presence and numbers to the committee, to the suits, to all the ribeye and the scallops and everything. You guys put in some nice work. We appreciate it. All right. To Can business. you imagine the game twice in the same year? Oh my gosh! No. Never happened. No, and, and not just the game, but the same being. Um, 
This is intriguing, Trev. It, it keeps chopping out. I'm, I'm leading forward. Would you go again, TK? Go go again one more time. Oh, all good. I'm working. But um, I was saying was not just once, but on this town. It's not just another year. It's for the big It's oh, yeah. uh, unbelievable if, if it plays. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it takes the rivalry up. You you almost don't think it can go up any higher, but they'll come all the way out to Los Angeles to settle their differences. Now for world domination, it used to just be for conference domination, national attention. They'll come all the way out west for the national championship. SoFi State, it'd be split. Mm. Oh man, let's go into um, the college football matchups. Uh, for those of you just joining us one more time, Field of 12, you can find us on all the apps. And Hack already said it, Field of 68.shop. Go get cool gear. All the merch is there. Your favorite players and coaches are rocking it. And you can find us on all your social sites, Field of 12. Very apropos, by the way. I was always cynical while we were called Field of 12. I was like, it makes no sense. And voila, it only took a go. year and a half. The powers that be. The foresight. Uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. The biggest news there, the Buckeyes are not coming in with one of their nuclear weapons in Jackson Smith and Jigba, a breakout star this time last year. Going into the Rose Bowl, Ohio State, Utah. Smith and Jigba puts on like a T.O. mini Moss type of performance, over 300 yards as the number three receiver uh, in that Rose Bowl performance, just a breakout deal. I thought he was the best football player coming into the season. Gets nicked up and hurt against Notre Dame. We don't really see him for the rest of the season in a in a in a major role. Just announced that he's not going to be playing. Heck, I thought I'm gonna start with you. I thought it was a little suspect because every time uh, Ryan Day was asked, or Stroud, or anybody was asked in these last week or two, what's up with uh jackson smith and jigba it was such a vague answer well we got to see yeah. where it's at uh, you're around him every day is he limping is he on crutches is he jogging are you like are you guys playing ping pong in the bill like what's he doing is he is he gonna play no one knew now we know hack i know this is you know near and dear to you what's your thoughts yeah. about smith's decision so kind of two-pronged right like I, like part of me says i can't blame the kid and we all know how tough and lingering hamstring injuries can be, uh, especially for a receiver and what they're tasked to do on a rep to rep basis. So there's part of me that says, Hey man, like go ahead, protect it, do what you got to do. But then there's that other part of me, call it old school, call it what you want. But it's like, listen, man, like I got a chance to come in and win a national championship at Ohio state. Like I got a chance at the dance. I got a chance to get some revenge at Michigan I haven't really had a chance to impact the games and the season the way I may have wanted to heading into it because of injury. I got a month right here to get right. I need 20 good reps. If I give this team 20 good reps over the course of these next two games, I could be a difference maker in us playing and winning a national championship or not, because I really do think that's how impactful this kid is. Right. So there's part of me that's a little disappointed in that, but again, it's so hard to call it right. Like, the the uh, the economics of college football have changed as well since the previous kids who've held out. Like realistically, Jackson Smith and Jigba could probably come back next year and make 
especially if he plays and wins a national championship, a million bucks next year, right? Which again, compared to what he would probably make where he's going to get drafted is nothing, but still financially, there's not as much risk in playing these games as there was in the past, in my opinion, with what you can and can't do out of it. So it's hard, man. It's a clash of two kind of styles. Part of me says I can't blame the kid. And then the other part of me is like, man, like it's a national championship. You said it, George, like this ain't the cheese it bowl. This is the national championship run that you could be part of. And that's something you'll never get back. Right. But he had to make the decision and I respect the kid's decision because he's the one that has to do it. Right. And he's got to live with it. And, you know, that's cool. But I mean, my Buckeyes pick was a little bit riding on this. I'm not going to lie from the other night because I think he's that impactful. Uh, Trevor, a whole lot of people's Buckeye picks were riding on him, but we just saw this blueprint last year. Jamison Williams, uh, another former Buckeye receiver, goes to Alabama. He's playing late in the postseason, tears his ACL, but he still gets drafted in the first round, and he's still out there playing. He's still got the bag at the end of the day. The I thought that model might change some athletes' minds, but really it's kind of to each his own and whoever the advisors you're listening to Trevor, what's your take on what you heard up there in Columbus? I, I think you just hit it on the head right there. It's what their, what their agent their parents are them and telling them in their ear. I think that's what's changed the most last five, six, seven years is that the message coming from your council, your agent, is hey can't screw this up you got on it whereas when we were coming through and everybody before us hack mentioned it have changed man all i want to do a championship ring on my finger in high school and then all i want to do is go and hoist it and win a national championship i don't care about and let my teammates down i'll go do this and it was really like it was Christian McCaffrey is one of the folks out of my head. I was like, don't agree with what he's doing because I'm like, stay bought in. But a guy going to play for it all. I could start to make sense because you have a big name guy like starts to snowball and now it's risk versus reward. To your point, you, you got to because it's his decision. It's just, I hope that if I was in that position, I would want to go hoist a trophy. But I also wasn't faced the opportunity to make millions of dollars <laughs> a month, right? I mean, yeah, to put yourself in those shoes. I remember right. when when uh, I was going to say when Hack did that. I remember when McCaffrey did that. Stanford was down in like West Texas, messing around in the armadillos, you know, versus the you know, Cavender yeah. boot bowl or something like that. And he went to David Shaw and he said, listen, a running back, I'm this close, winds up being a top 10 pit, winds up being often injured in the NFL anyway. But he, I thought he made the right decision, Hack, because you have here playing for a couple bags of potato chips at this ball, at this bowl game. That's not the case for Jackson Smith and Jigba. That national championship ring, and Here's you're still going to – yeah. Look, this, but, but I always said the asterisk is if unless you're playing for a national championship. Now he is, but they still – Yeah, 
And here's the other thing too, and this is this is the point that I want to hammer home is that these kids now have a chance to still make life like realistically speaking, dude, life changing money in college. Right. Like we're talking about life changing money on NFL contracts, right? Like 20, 30 million dollars, dude. Like that's that's nuts. Like when you actually sit here and think about it, you're handing a 20 to 21 year old kid 20 to 30 million dollars. Like if that kid made a million and a half bucks, do you know how much of a head start they have on anyone else? Right. And they have the ability to still make that had they come back to school next year with this NIL world and especially at a place like Ohio State. And especially, like I said, if you help them win it. So, like, we're talking about two totally different levels. And then your example of Jamison Williamson is insane because he did tear his ACL and still got drafted in the first round, still got his bag and he's cool. Right. And he's going to play and he's going to be fine because he's got the best doctors rehabbing him, so on and so forth. So to your point, it's just really hard for me. And I think what Trevor was saying, like I, I, as an athlete, I respect the kid's decision, but it's really hard for me with all of those other factors. Now, like you have a built-in insurance policy on top of probably the insurance policy you already have purchased for injury and disability and what that affects on your draft stock. And it's a national championship. That's, that's it for me. You know, that's the question. That's the question that I would be asking. All right, I'm gonna make decision, but once my playing days are make a million dollars, hundred million dollars, or billion dollars, I'd be able to sit in my rock wearing a gold jacket, a nice little, you know, down from old navy, sit there and think, man, I I'm okay with the decision to play yeah. for a national championship. And all my brothers did that. Trophy. If you're okay with that, then make a decision and run with it. Yeah. I think that you're going to regret ever. I don't agree. Here's the other factor. Obviously, we won't know. It'll probably come out later. What's the relationship like with him and Ryan Day and with him and, and, and um, his receiver coach, Brian? Um, I forget Ohio State receiver. Uh, no, Sky. Uh, uh, Trevor, if you're there, you can help us out. But what's the relationship in the building with your coaching staff? Harline, Brian Hartline. What, what's the relationship with them? Has it has it frosted a little bit? Have they like at one point they had to be celebrating this guy's? This is this is the alpha dog in the building. And now all of a sudden, off of a hamstring hack, I mean, it's a hamstring. I'm not going to diminish it. I yeah. don't have his injury. Right. A broken leg is a clear-cut thing. And a, a, a ligament tear is a clear-cut thing. Like you said, they have the best everything there in terms of support. So then the next step has to be his feelings toward them. Do I feel compelled to do this for them? Do I feel compelled? Do I feel like you believe in me enough to step in and support you? You know I mean, those dynamics. You guys have been in buildings and guys are like, fuck this dude over here. I'm not doing that for him. Yeah. Or, yeah, for coach, I got you. Yeah, I got you 20 plays. Let's go get but let's, this. But let's keep it a bean, though. I mean, he was the third guy last year. So, like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, he almost owes it to him. But, like, I don't, I, I don't think anything would have changed drastically throughout this entire process to where, like, he wouldn't have the respect, the same amount of respect that he probably had for both of those individuals in Ryan Day and, 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 um, 
the hard line um, that he did, you know, previously and up until now. Like, I don't think that relationship would necessarily change, to be honest with you. I just I, I, I really do think that this is a straight. And I, you know what? The other thing is, I mean, soft tissue, George, like who knows? Right. Like I, he may not be ready to go. And honestly, he may want to go and just strictly focus on this, which, I again, I can't I can't take that away from him. Right. But I, I don't know if the, I don't know if the coaching things necessarily, that's uh, a good point. It's probably something that may or may not come out, you know, in, in some form of channel at, at some level, but I, I personally don't think it could have changed that drastically. All right. Well then Trevor, if we flip this, Ohio state's played without him basically all season and they've been complete all season until they hit up ran up into that Michigan wall. They mm-hmm. are the only team in the top 20 to have won every game by double digits. The mm-hmm. most irreplaceable guy is the one going to New York and their biggest weapon emerges out there is Marvin Harrison jr. Who would be laced up, ready to go. The defense is there. Theoretically, most of those guys up front blocking are all there. Yeah. Doesn't this almost like the news couldn't have been earth shattering to them. Now they could have, wanted it and you know been you know fingers crossed and walking around like like me and heck damn if they get smith and jig with these guys like if we get this dude but they've already shot been of nitrous nitrous no. but but it's they've like already a little been... shot of nitrous yeah oh yeah but i'm just saying they have already formed themselves they've already kind of reformatted themselves of what they are without them doesn't does that help or or does that help their psyche or help their chances coming into this game i'll say this there's probably as well small or large they're pit you know guys that have bought into this whole deal for six years and they're wanting to go their dreams to win a national champion even some of the guys that know they're not level and like dude we've been battling all off season we ran those stadiums and i'm sure there's probably a little bit of that but Overall, with the guys that are on the field, the ones that you just mentioned, I don't think they're sweating, right? Hack made it really that he could be the difference, right? We, we, we're never going to know if he doesn't. could be that guy that makes a big-time play that he's capable of that may make them go and win a football game. If they win it out, then we know, like, hey, it didn't matter. If they lose, you'll always kind of have in the back of your head – Man, if he was on that side against that yeah. dude on that play, you know, but that would take serious kind of, you know, film study or in, unless it's something just blatant. Um, I, I think they're fretting too bad, but anytime you don't have one of your like, coulda, woulda, shoulda, w- w- what could have been. Hey, real quick, before we roll to the other game, do you think in the future – We'll see schools set up financial incentives for these guys to play in the postseason. Certain players, hack, we got a half a million for you. You'll see it on the other side of this game. Sign right here. Will that will that begin to enter into this? I just think it's such a wild west thing, right? Like and honestly, like let's look beyond schools how much of an impact is it for conferences in terms of the money they make off the TV deals? So, so could it be even more of an incentive of like even, even larger than just the individual university, right? 
like Ohio, like the Big Ten probably wants Jackson Smith and Jigba on that football field, right? You know, and if C.J. Stroud was like, yo, I'm out on a national championship run, like that that's a big deal right um and you could go down the line on on for every conference you know Stetson Bennett few like a few of those guys if they're like hey we're out like I'm, I'm cool I'm just going so I think it's a lot of uncharted territory I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered I think that there's a lot of economic what is NIL definition that needs to be established but I don't think that's a crazy thought at all and honestly I think it's a good thought if you want to you want to keep some of these guys around, you know what I mean? At, at some point in time. Right. I, I think as the NIA needs to, to progress, it will get more strict because, oh, they did it that way. Well, we got to keep up so on and so get to a point where it's, man, we're going to pay you for your deal. Um, you get paid. Uh, and it's just obviously a scenario, right? Get paid by the year that you're on the roster. You get this. And then there's playing incentives, just like an NFL contract. You make the college football play, we're going to pay you X amount. For this number of yards in the, you know, national, you get this amount. You win a championship, this amount. That's the way that I see it. Oh, yeah. But who knows? Now we're incentive-based, and now we're pro football with class, really. And that's what it's already kind of been. This is – this is big time yeah. pro football, but these guys still have to ease in and out of some classes. School. <laughs> they got to get to school. Um, the other matchup out here in Arizona, Michigan, TCU, the line has moved over to seven and a half now. Uh, another Heisman Trophy favorite sitting in this game and Max Duggan. Uh, does TCU have a legit shot? Trevor, I'll start with you as th- these guys are in your home conference. How much should we believe in TCU? I'm a believer in TCU. And I'm not saying that I'm going to pick a game. Uh, I certainly think that some years past where we got to get to in like maybe a century where you're like, hey, they this year, but I, I just don't see up against the teeth of, you know, a, a big time. I, I think that TCU has what it takes to step up and it play toe-to-toe, maybe anybody in the country outside of maybe Georgia at this point. Um, the way Max Duggan fought in the Big 12 title was extremely commendable. Their defensive efforts up at this point, extremely commendable. If they play some of their best football, they will take the game to the fourth quarter. they got to play really good football. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think this year um, – and I have to fact check myself, but I think this may be the best in the college playoff to date, in my opinion. Who is the best, in your opinion? The, the matchups that we see this oh, year, yeah. best to date. Yes, yes, I would agree. Hack, if you are, say, you're in an auditorium of TCU fans, and they say, hey, give us the – couple things that we must do to be in a you know in position in the fourth quarter to win what are a couple things that we have to have done or we have to be uh on top of to be late in the fourth quarter within a one score game with michigan yeah how would you lay that out to them um 
I'd say they need to start fast. I'd say they need to protect Max Duggan, keep him upright, and keep the hits off him. Um, and then I'd say that they need to be who they are because honestly, I think kind of what Trevor was getting at is, is this TCU team is really dangerous and I think they're unpredictable. And I think there's an element of this TCU team when you watch them and you, and you feel them where even Max's performance last week, like it was just gutsy and gritty as shit. Like I can't, like, I, like there's no other way to describe it. Like it dude just fucking threw his hog on the table and was like, I'm going to take over this game. He did. For in the in the fourth quarter, and he's done it over and over again. And it may not have just been him. It, it 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 there's there's other guys on that team throughout the year that have done that, that have shown up in big moments and made plays. So it's a, just a really gutsy, battle tested team. And those guys who come into come into situations like this with scars, they're dangerous animals with experience who've been backed in corners before and have had to fight for their food and 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 earn their keep. They're dangerous animals. Um, and I'm not saying that all these other teams haven't had to do that, but I don't think any of them have had to do it the way TCU has. So are they the most physically talented? Are they most, are they the most, uh, are they the most physical team? Are, are they going to dominate you in any way, shape or form on either side of the ball? I don't think so, but they're, these dudes got scars. And to me, I would rely on those experiences. And I'd say those are the most valuable things that we have coming into these matchups. And that's, what's going to give us, I think our edge. Um, so, you know, take that how you want it, but I think that's uh, outside looking in, we've all been in locker rooms. That's really valuable. When you can look to the guy to the left and the right, and you know, you got the odds stacked against you and they're going to be in your corner. Oh yeah. That's powerful as shit. And I think that they have a lot of that in that locker room. How do you Trevor, guys think- go ahead, Trevor. I was just going to ask. Just gonna ask, and he great don't. question. That's, a, that's <laughs> something to ponder. Go ahead, Trevor. Shoot it again, Trevor. Yeah, 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 fire away. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Sonny Dykes, how do you guys think he feels coming into this matchup? You got Kirby Smart, you've got Ryan Day, you've got uh, um, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I mean, this is a first-year guy at a Power Five school. What? what he's got to oh, be a little uh, bit just like riding the wave, right? Uh, ride a wave. I'm I'm about to <laughs> put my agent on a skateboard and ride him right down to the AD's office for that extension. First, yeah. I'm up here in Fort Worth, Texas. I've got the purple and all this at the same stage with three blue buds and we're in the mix. 
we got a guy going to New York for the Heisman, and we've beaten everybody that we faced, uh, including the team that gave us our only loss, including the Longhorns in state. No, let's go get that extension first. Recruiting is also going to be a big deal. And I'm talking portal, which we're going to transition into next, and high school recruiting. TCU, the the polos in the back of the building should be working overtime right now, either putting packages together or putting visits together for coaches. They need to maximize on this because one of these days, the Longhorns may or may not wind up standing up in Texas. The Aggies won't look like this again next year. You need to strike and strike right now. In a four-team playoff, you were there. When it's 12 teams, a couple teams from Texas might make it in. You need to strike right now. If if I'm um, – and my uh, offensive coordinator got the, the Broyles award today. Um, Garrett Riley got the, uh, the assistant coach award of the – like, they're cleaning up. You need to maximize everything. Your contract and get your situation done. Get something for the staff. Get that done. And get out there and get your NIL, squeeze these, squeeze all these oil guys. You need to get it done. You you don't they're already kind of promise though, to George. no one. Say it again. I mean, you 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 showed it. They're already kind of going down that path. They they put out that whole thing about how we're the first team in Texas to make the college football playoff. Like oh, yeah. they're already on it. They got to ride the lightning. I agree with you, but they're already on that. And yeah. they, they, you're right, though. They got more outlets than ever before to make it even more impactful. And a free month of marketing. Oh, we're going to, we're guaranteed to hear about them through the whole month and yep. all the holidays. You can't mention Michigan without mentioning TCU. And you can't talk about Georgia and Ohio State with also talking about us as well. Like, I'm so excited for TCU. And part of me feels like, like, win, lose, or draw, they could turn around and go like this. Michigan is compelled to take the next step. Ohio State wants to take the next step. And Georgia is going to try to go be back-to-back national championships. I feel like those guys got different goalposts. But for TCU, shit, I mean. We're just happy to be here. I mean, well. (laughs) Is that what you're trying to say, George? They're frying up steak. And you got the bourbon tap back there. I mean, like, we did it. Now, with house money, let's go see how much noise you can make. I thought it was curious, though. Max Duggan said. Um, we're going to compete our ass off. He didn't say we're going to go in here and win. So I don't know if he was kind of couching it or whatever it is, but he was like, we're we're as competitive as anybody. I did too. I did too. But no Georgia player would say we're coming in here to compete. And and I don't think the other three teams would either. I I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Um, hell of a story he's got. He's writing his own screenplay. All right. Transfer portal Tuesday. This is going to be like somehow they'll start to figure out how to make this a, a TV show and, <laughs> you know, put the clock up there and players like they'll figure a way to to make this uh, a TV show. A number of college football stars have declared for the portal. And a lot of them are doing that really cheesy deal. where We're going to write a love letter. And not really tell you why we're breaking up and not really tell you what we're getting ready to do next. But we're going to thank you for your, uh, you know, tears and hugs and the cheers and all that other shit. But um, anyway, these guys are in. They're rolling. And a lot of fortunes are going to be turned uh, up or down based on this. Trevor, who's the biggest name uh, 
that you're kind of shocked or surprised to see in the portal? Biggest name that I'm shocked or surprised, uh, it's got to be Spencer Sanders. Um, that's the yeah, one that sticks out, sticks out to me of, hey, man, you're, you're a, a starter, several-year starter. The, the, the program has put its whole weight on your shoulders. You've gotten better each year in that system. It's not like he came in and he was, you know, the, the, the Heisman frontrunner as a freshman, and he's just been carrying him along. He had to improve on his game. He, he's done that, and now he's getting to the end of his career, um, and he's saying, you know what, guys, thanks for all your hard work. Thanks for your investment in me, but, but I'm, I'm out of here. And uh, I just find that interesting, man, because I've been in those shoes. I've been in the shoes. Now, different situation, of course. I left on terms of I wasn't the starter anymore, but it is not easy to go somewhere and reinvent yourself. I don't care who you are. Right. You got to you got to find the bathrooms. You got to get to know the lunch ladies. You got to get to know your new teammates. So where they believe in you in the fourth quarter, a new coaching staff, a new play, like it's an uphill battle. And, you know, it worked out for me. I'm a proponent of, of what I did. But just leaving for this reason or that reason, that's micro. Man, I, it just it shocks me. So I'm I'm really curious to see what the story, if it ever comes out of the true reason that he's leaving. Right? Do you, what percentage does it have to do with Coach's son? Coach's son, um, what's our guy's name at Oklahoma State? Gundy. Gundy. Gage Gundy. Yeah, they're the, young. Gundy is right behind him. Would that have any factor? I mean, you've already been a three-time starter, all Big 12, all three years. You've been balling. He might have been there four years. That Would that play into it at all? You know, if this was high school ball, that those conversations maybe had like, hey, man, we're going to open up the competition this year because my son's now old enough and I want to give him a shot. But Mike Gunny's not that dumb. He, he's not. You know, you've got a guy in Spencer Sanders that, again, put the, the, the weight of the program on his shoulders. He's the clear cut starter unless they explicitly told him, hey, man, you know, thank you for everything you've done. but We're going to open up a QB competition because we want to give everybody a shot. That's different. And maybe there was a conversation like that behind the scenes that we just don't know about. But otherwise, I, I really just don't understand it. What, what would your guess be? I think it's I think it's either either that that he's unhappy in, in the in the QB room or that he just has a really, really bad relationship with someone on the coaching staff or multiple members of the coaching staff where he's like, you know, what, man, I, I know I've done good here and thanks, but I, I can go play somewhere else without all this headache. And uh, I don't know. I, that's, this is all speculative. I, I don't know the reason in his position that you would want to leave. Well, then let's jog through it. Uh, let's start with the first one. DJ Ungalele, uh, big-time prospect coming out of Northern California a couple of years ago. Five-star, plays as a true freshman against Notre Dame and I think Boston College when Trevor was out with COVID. But he's really digressed. Um, they've switched coordinators on him. His old coach, Coach Elliott, is now at Virginia. They come in with a brand-new coordinator who's never coordinated before, and Coach Streeter, which that can't be said enough, right? He, he's trying to find his way, Hack. He's trying to figure out the rhythm of games. you got to learn your quarterback. 
what does he need to feel good about? How can I help him get on first base so we can start turning this thing? And then, yeah, they don't have all those superheroes on the edge. But a lot goes to DJ. We talked about him last year. He had some real, let me be nice, uh, beta moments, real beta moments where you're like, who who is this? Uh, And then they, you know, they won in spite of his kind of up and down deal this year. They finally popped the cork on the freshman. Cade Klubnick jumps out here. Hack, what's your overall feel about DJ in, in his time at Clemson? And, you know, do you have a couple of good ideas or you think would make sense for him to transfer to? You know, here's here's an interesting thing. I think I think he's almost fallen victim to the anointed and the in waiting, right? You got a chance to glimpse. You got a, we got a glimpse at him, you know, when, when Trevor was there and he played really well. Um, and I don't think he's the type of kid who he let that consciously affect him, but I think subconsciously it did. And I think subconsciously it also affected fans perspectives on him because his, his expectations and his bar was set very, very high. Mm-hmm. Do I think that there's a lot of things he could have done better over the past two years? hundred percent. Do I think he improved from last year to this year? 100%. Um, but I think he fell victim to elevated expectations with a lot of different variables that you did a great job of highlighting George there. Um, and in a program that expects greatness and consistency at that position. So there's a lot of things going against him. And then naturally, I think there's also some some moments where you bring up the word beta. He's almost too good of a kid, right? He, he didn't have enough of a kill in him where you ask him a question about being benched and he gives you the PC answer. And even after even after the ACC championship game, I give him a ton of credit the way he answered the, the question, talking about Cade and how he played. And he was very happy about the team's win. And that's all that matters is the team, the team, the team. Great answer, right? But I... I just think that maybe that spools over into private moments when you're maybe allowed to have a little more dog in you at practice mm-hmm. and who you are, right? Like that's my only that's my only thing, man, because it just seems like these guys don't get up for him. They just they just don't play the way that they play for Cade. Um yeah. so I think a fresh start for him is going to be great. Like it's just a long-winded way of saying I don't think that the the picture of of DJ Uyangale is what reality is because of the telescope and all the things that I highlighted. But I think that um, a fresh start is going to be a really advantageous thing. And I think this is a kid who you could see a similar story of Bo Nix if he hits the right spot, right? I've seen Oregon, um, you know, I've seen certain, certain, uh, certain spots that I think are going to be good for him. Uh, He's got to vet it. He's got to really look, Um, you know, I haven't done enough thought into it, but if he makes a good decision, it could be life-changing for him because he's very talented. So I, you, I'm excited to see what happens who, with him. Do you have two quick schools you like for him? Yeah, I threw Oregon out there, so I'll keep it up, right? I mean, I mean, Bo Nix is gone. I think that's kind of been one of the oh, one of wow. the schools that's 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 there, right? You, you I mean, you would expect Bo Nix to be gone after this year. Um, I think Oregon might be a decent one. Get back in the Pac 12. Um, you know, shoot. Trevor, you got one Third or two. Third one's evading me. Give me two, Trevor. Two. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think as well. I mean, you, you could go somewhere that's uh, potentially not a step down, um, but somewhere I, where it's like, hey, I'm just going to go and I'm going to be the guy. I, I think to so. Me, to me, he needs to go work in silence too. Like it needs to be like one of those schools that's kind of like not under the spotlight. As much. I got like he like he could go cool. to AM, but he's going to be under a fucking microscope. That ain't the spot. Yeah. Right. No, and, and, what about, and, and like and Auburn too. Similar type same, same thing, dude. Like, you don't know, go you know, there. I would stay out of Jurassic Park if if I'm sitting in there at that kitchen table with them. I would say, hey, how about Purdue? Yeah, you're in the Big Ten. You're going to see some nice competition. They're going to have a new coaching staff coming in here soon, possibly. If that staff probably going down to Louisville, how about a spot like Purdue where? We have to get first downs and touchdowns through you, but smaller campus, they'll love you. Hopefully, like, like you don't really see Purdue fans jump on you. A real spot that he'd have to come down, he could go back home to the Bay and go to Cal. Go to Cal, yeah. play quietly, play nice. Them frat boys up there, they're loving life. What's up, fellas? Don't mind that interception. Don't mind that touchdown like that. Like, then you could get your yourself some meaningful reps like Cal, Wazoo, Oregon, man. Like even Oregon. Like if you want to go to a place that's kind of probably just as talented as Clemson, but like I mean, realistically, dude, how many how many Oregon games have we watched? Like a couple. Yeah. Like Bo Nix just kind of worked in silence out there, and then we were fucking around talking about the Heisman for him before they lost to Washington. Would so like, Oregon? Would Oregon be too big of a fit because you got Mariota there? looming even Bo Nix is a better athlete and was bigger like, like Oregon's put a lot of big home run hitting type heroes out there Herbert you know maybe DJ is that could DJ really could he really carry that mantle yeah. uh let's jog to the next one let's go to Trevor just walked everything out about him what's the best move for Spencer Sanders Trevor you got two ideas yeah, I, I'll bring up Auburn again here because I, I think Spencer Sanders and DJ are very different. DJ is a guy that it has a lot of talent. He's just got a hit to his confidence at this point. He's got he's got this black cloud hanging it. over him, and it's kind of like one of those deals where it's like, golly, I know I can play, but I can't get out of this mess. Like the the the, the fans have turned against me. Everybody wants Kate in here. He's a great dude. It's not that I'm like getting mistreated i just got to get out of here whereas spencer's like hey man i'm better than this i'm super confident in myself um whatever he's made up in his head he wants to go somewhere and just keep going on this trajectory and i could see him going into george use your words jurassic park or a or a big yeah. name school yeah. to go really try and you know muddle up the waters he could handle Jurassic Park. What about like a Kentucky? Yeah. Will love that. I don't know. And again, we don't know who's you know. in the pipeline. So no disrespect if you're a youngster watching this and you're like, yo, I'm down here. A Kentucky, um, uh, even a Wake Forest for Spencer Bro. Sanders. Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami. Miami's one, Miami's one that needs one and is yes. one away. Like I think yes. they're one away. Miami would be also a great big deal uh, for Sanders. Cade McNamara found a home in Iowa. How do we how do we view this? And Cade must really know some nice inside information about 
you know, maybe Sean Payton is taking the offensive coordinator job at Iowa or something. Um, Here's what I would say. The pitch deck must have been superb. Superb. There's so many places out there to go. Iowa must have put a little John Deere NIL out there for him. No question he won't have anybody on his heels now. No question. Maybe he was looking for that. Let me find a nice little spot. I'm going to stay in this conference. You know, rest of these guys are in here. They're bowling. Yeah. I'm throwing the ball overhand. This will work for me. Like, what's the expectation for McNamara to Iowa? Could this work? I think it's I think it's a pretty good spot for, for somebody like that, him or, or just somebody, period. To your point, it's all about what it, what means to you. I know when I was transferring, it was, I want to play first and foremost, right? But then what's the situation? Who's on my heels? Do we have an opportunity to compete in this conference? Do we have an opportunity to potentially compete for it all? All of those types of things. And, and if he's like, man, I just want to play ball and I want to be in a good conference and I want to have a good defense and the only place to go is up from the position that I'm playing, I think it's a perfect fit. He steps yeah. in there and makes any plays at all, and their defense oh. is half as good as what they are. Like yeah. they're he's gonna be a hero on that campus. Yeah. They're 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 a K to way. And I think the system kind of fits what his skill set is, right? I think he's gonna be really smart. They're probably gonna put a lot on his shoulders in terms of even run game, like run game to run game, run game to pass game type of checks at the line of scrimmage. So I think I think they're gonna open it up for him. You can see him be more of a surgeon and a full operator. Um, and I, they'll figure out a way. I mean, so they'll get somebody who can, who can separate on the outside probably because he's there. Right. Like, I mean, let's be honest. It, you can say it how you want. I mean, the kid, the kid made a run to the college football playoff enough marketing. They'll get someone there that can separate. They're going to have a good tight end room. They're going to be able to run the football. They're going to get better at the offensive line, be able to protect him. And defensively, it's not an issue. So I think it's a good fit for him. I, I know what Trevor said. Speaking of that marketing, Cade McNamara, what's up, man? Thanks for watching. Hey, you owe hack some royalties now on that a Cade away. Go ahead, you know, venture on with that deal. But you owe my man hack a little bit now. The hack that was nice. <laughs> You're only a Cade away. That's nice. Oh man, put that on a black and gold hoodie, uh -huh. and still, you know, now at least you guys can crack past ten points a game. You're only a Kate away. Here's who I think is the most talented guy in the portal in Devin Leary, NC State. I, I did a piece earlier this year on College Football Live calling him basically the Jason Bourne, accurate, vicious, alpha, uh, nice athlete. Think of it like a big middle infielder. Was it NC State? He bled for them. He led them. That's like they're William Wallace. And all of a sudden, he's he's out. He injured himself. And again, very fascinating to know what was the, what was happening in there behind the ranks. His offensive coordinator, Tim Beck is now the head coach at coastal Carolina. Devin didn't follow him there, but he did step out into the portal. Trevor Belize, our producer gave us the notes that his younger brother isn't, uh, is a fighting Illini. He's at university of Illinois. And we know that uh, Tommy DeVito will be graduating at the end of this year. There is an opening, but I asked some information on the ground where I was told by a couple of coaches who've talked to Leary that he wants an NIL deal. He wants an NIL deal to go to school there. I have no doubt that Illinois and Coach Bielema <laughs> can do that. 
does that also now put into play an A&M who are, they are one killer quarterback away and a lot of tightening up in the off season, but really they're one quarterback away from being back in this thing. Does this talk about Oregon to me, Devin Leary, look at your top 10, 12 teams who yeah. are missing. You could also look at an Alabama. Let's be real. You could look at an Ohio state. Let's be real. Devin Leary to me is your biggest fish in this entire thing. Yeah. Trevor. I think if he's looking for an NIL deal, um, I'll start with AM because you mentioned it. it wasn't the one that popped into my head, but Jimbo's got an interesting offseason ahead of him. Is he going to ride with Connor Wigman, who showed some bright spots there at the end of the year that I think they could build the program on? Or is his seat hot enough to say, hey, man, you may, you may have now. some time here, but we got to get somebody in here right now to win football games. So that's an interesting one. Um, the other school, Hack mentioned it earlier for one of the other guys. Hey, they're throwing money around. It's on the same side of the country. It's the new big. Just take a little trip down south. Get your NIL deal. Spend spend a year down there. South, south Beach. Man, it, that's a good fit. <laughs> Would, is that is Here's that the thing, more, George. Go it's ahead. the ACC. He's already brought a dog out of that conference, and Clemson's hurting even more than they have been. That's a good point. That's wide open. Wide open. In fact, hell, half these little villages don't even have their lights on, so you're not going to really have a problem. But if you're advising Devin Larry, say money's equal, is it better to go to Miami, spark up something? Expectations are definitely not what they used to be down there. Life is going to be nice down there. Over going into Tuscaloosa, Columbus, or Eugene, Oregon? Here's the thing. If money's equal, you know the conference, you're changing logos. You already played all these boys. You just say, hey, I'm going down to South Beach, and I'm not in, in Raleigh-Durham area. I'm going down to <laughs> South Beach, and I know everybody. I know everything. I'm prepped against these guys. If money's equal, I'm staying there. <laughs> like, But just going down there, I'm staying in the ACC. Are you I following him, Trev? I don't completely disagree with you, but part of me wants to say, man, I'd rather go to Obama. If I believe in myself – I've already pulled a team out from the depths. I don't want to go and do that again. That is exhausting. That was so much work. Let me take the talent that I've now proven to the country and plug it into a, a nice oiled up machine and go win a national title and then go, you know, battle myself again in the, uh, in the NFL ranks. That, yeah. there, I think there's an argument for both sides, but um, it would be nice to step in there to the Alabama hole and hand off, make a big play, make a couple plays that I can already make, hoist the trophy. <laughs> oh. Hey, awesome. hand off to this first-round back. Let me dump it to this late first-round tight end. But that There's wasn't the top. case this year. It really oh, wasn't. That's a good argument. But could a Devin Leary anchor or spearhead that? We will find out. It would be interesting. But you would expect a Bryce Young to have been able to do that last year as well. No. No doubt. And the model for BMS down there has changed. Uh, a, a smaller bodied, more athletic, really agile and dynamic quarterback with accuracy. That also sounds like Devin Leary. These guys could also do that, too. It'd be interesting to see if he decides to go to the Big Ten, go to Champaign, Illinois, uh, rock out with his brother and, and, and Trevor Valise and, and uh, 
you know, the Illini and see what happens up there. Would he take on that Big Ten challenge? Uh, another quarterback of note, Hudson Card. It'd be interesting to see what he does. He had a nice cameo down there at Texas. SMU. He's going I to know SMU. there will be some schools. SMU, you think? That's a, it. Garrett Gilbert did it. He was successful. Um, um, Shane Bichelle did it. Yep. And then Mordecai, very similar type player, even though it's from Oklahoma, not from Texas. He's done it. He's been successful. It's a it, to me, it's a perfect fit for a guy nice like Nice little him. pipeline between SMU. Here's a big fish, odd fish, before we jump into coaching carousel. And I don't mean odd in terms of player or talent. I mean odd in terms of the move. Anthony Richardson, uh, obviously, like to me, the only other guy in college football with his type of explosion, power, you know, where's the popcorn type deal to watch him is Caleb Williams. He is he is a, written his love letter to the Florida fans, but it doesn't say anything about the draft or the portal. Since he's leaving Florida, the smarter thing for his long-term career hack would be to do what? I think he needs to come back to college in some capacity. I think there's still some development for him to be done. I mean, he's the freakiest thing we've seen since Cam. Let's be honest. Yep. I mean, if you just if you just roll him out there and talk about natural skill set, physical presence, strength, everything, he's the freakiest thing we've seen since Cam Newton. And um, I just think that we saw so many flashes this year of him doing things that he's going to need to do at the next level, but it just wasn't always there at a consistent enough level. So for me, I. And it goes back to the point I talked about Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Like this conversation becomes a lot more interesting because he can go ahead and make a million bucks next year, mm-hmm. which is stupid money for a, for a 20 year old kid, 21 year old kid. He can go make a million bucks next year and, and, and better prepare himself for the 25 million that he's got waiting for him on the other side. Whereas you were talking before you're, you're talking about a kid who's getting paid three grand a semester to live off campus right. to stay another year. Let me, propose, let me propose so, this this school um, hack. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want you no, to respond good. to this. There is a program out there that's been so proud and so dominant, and they haven't wobbled, it feels like, in the last decade. And they keep finding ways to load the quarterback position up with another heavyweight NFL caliber quarterback, and they're in the playoffs. What happens if Ohio State makes a play for Anthony Richardson, just like they made a play after Haskins uh, left and they found Justin Fields Fields to come up? And then after Justin Fields, they had one in the pipeline and Stroud. And so now they've got Stroud. What happens if Anthony Richardson goes to Columbus? He announces how much does it change Ohio State for the – short-term, long-term, you're really probably talking one more season, but doesn't that almost lock Ohio State back in the Final Four next year? I mean, I think so, and then I think another team that you can't disregard in that equation is Georgia. Mm. If I'm Georgia, I'm just going to go down to Gainesville and say, hey, come up here. Todd Munkin, you want to go play in a pro system that's going to get you ready? Right. I'm going to go play for Todd Munkin. And I, it's a plug and play. If Stetson Bennett could do it, damn, you better be able to do it. 
Trevor, I take that back about Devin Leary being the biggest fish. Like all those schools would obviously be interested in him. But if Anthony Richardson turned back, like what we're saying and said, you know what, I'll go ahead and stick in college. I take that back. He is easily the biggest free agent to hit college football, maybe ever. So is it it's confirmed that he has not declared he's just written his love letter. He's written his love letter. Okay. He's, he's written his love letter. Okay. So I, I was under the impersonation that he I thought did. he declared as well. I thought he, he declared did. as well. So maybe well, maybe he did. I didn't read that in the love letter. I just said, you know, all my hearts and this and that and et cetera. And I'll never forget you guys and you will always be one and have a great yeah. summer, have a neat summer. Well, if, if that's the case and he has the opportunity to come back, man, it, I hope he's making that decision. Yeah. My uh, everything that I've heard, Hat just mentioned some of them. Oh. And the people that I've talked to in Gainesville have said he did declare. Yeah, he that, declared. That, that's that's coming from our producers. Hey, real quick, so that takes care of that. But that'd have been fun to see. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime in Colorado, fellas. Let's just walk off with this. What was your initial reactions to the speech he had to the team? Uh, Trevor, I'll let you. I'll let you go with this. One I'll first. say this: if I was a member of that team that was sitting in those seats that he did not recruit me or bring me there, I would be very nervous for my job. Um. Not a not a typical speech that you would hear from a coach coming in. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that he's going to shake things up there in a way that we've never seen before. He's very outside of the box, very confident in his abilities. Um, but if I'm sitting there and I'm like, golly, this is this guy is not who recruited me. I don't have a relationship with him, and he's already saying this stuff. Man, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about the security of of my job or even the opportunity to compete at this point. Hack, we got 30 seconds. Yeah, here's my thing. I think if he made those statements and had conversations with some guys that he wanted to keep on that team prior to that meeting, great. If he went in there without doing any research on what he had on his roster, I think it was a little over the top, but I respect it either way. And I think that there's parts of there's parts of that program that he needs to keep intact and there's parts that he can bring. And ultimately, I see a very bright future in Boulder with with, with Coach Pryor. I, I look at it, if, if it's me, if it's my younger brother, if it's uh, a player that I, I know or somebody like that, they're sitting in that room. You're the new head coach. It's, look, we have a big challenge in front of us. We are going to accomplish a lot. Yes, you're going to all have to compete for jobs. But I felt like you could bring them with you and still let yeah. them know, look, you got to cross a threshold. We as a program got to cross a threshold. But to tell them, some of you guys, well, I don't even need you and you can hop in the portal. I brought my own luggage, shits, Louie, and this and that and the other. It's like, man, like it almost felt like somebody told him, you have to go in here and at least say hi to the players. Yo, what's yeah. up? Most of you guys can roll out. The rest of you guys, we'll see. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm hungry. Like he, he almost yeah. didn't even want to go in there was the attitude to me. And I thought that was shitty. Obviously Colorado is going to be sounds strange to say it, the, the light, the big spotlight's going to be on Boulder. If nothing else, they're going to be the noisiest program. Will they find a way to win early? They got to start doing some of that winning here in this next month or two in the portal. I'm George Whitfield. That's Trevor Knight. That's Christian Hackenberg. This is field of 12. Powered by Trevor Valise and Dagan Hughes. Thanks for rolling with us on this Transfer Portal Tuesday. We're out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.